It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, your host and your man for all things Oklahoma City Thunder. For the next 30 minutes or so, you will be very, very, very much Locked On Thunder. I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and 2018 with 107.7 the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. As the lead Thunder insider for the station, you can catch all my Thunder columns, blogs, and whatnots at thefranchiseok.com. It's all free. Go ahead and check it out and read it for your leisure time. And then you can subscribe to my other Thunder podcast, OKC82. That's a part of the Franchise Podcast Network. Those are game reviews, so they complement this podcast very well. I do that with Madison Morris. You can follow her at M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N Morris on Twitter. You can catch the Franchise Thunder Insider Show Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon with Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison, and me. And we talk hoops, we talk thunder, and we're getting closer to trade deadline day, so it's going to start ramping up, start starting to become a little bit more fun, everybody, so please tune in. And then catch my frequent radio hits throughout the week on 107.7 The Franchise. I'm usually on Tuesday mornings around 10.30, 10.40 with the Dylan and Todd show, Todd Lizenby and Dylan Buckingham from KFOR, Oklahoma's News Channel 4. So tune into all that, enjoy it, but let's get right on with the show. The Thunder drop one. They drop one, it seems like twice. They got blown out in the first quarter. Once again, an- another concerning thing in this in this first quarter, the last three games, 41 points given up against the Lakers on Saturday, 33 points in a win against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Monday, and then 38 points by the Toronto Raptors. And like I said, this game was lost twice by the Thunder. They got down big as much by 30 points in the first half. They closed the first half strong to uh, get the deficit down to 18, a little bit more manageable. And then Toronto imposed their will once again in the second half, and especially early in the fourth quarter. I mean, Toronto was hitting trash shots. I mean, you got to give them credit, but at the end of the day, they were hitting trash shots. But at the same time, you can't really sit there as a Thunder fan and say, well, they just hit a bunch of miracle shots. That's okay. You don't need to be getting down so, so much. And I know this Thunder team has lived off coming back from deficits all year, and you can never really count them out because they did get the game down to within three in the final minutes until Kyle Lowry took the Raptors home for good. But again, this team doesn't have that much of a margin for error, even though they are so clutch. And I understand that. But you want to take care of business early in the first quarter and set the tone for a game and give yourself a better chance to control or come back from a minor deficit, not a 30-point, 26-point deficit. I know they already came back from 26 against Chicago, but that's those are few and far between. Talking to Billy Dominic and Chris Paul today about these starts to these games, they're not very concerned, but they do understand that it needs to be fixed. And you'll hear audio from practice today about that tomorrow. 
I wanted to get to the Hamadou Diallo questions that I posed yesterday on, on that podcast and give you the answers that I asked Billy. I asked Billy about three questions last night prior to the Toronto game, and then I asked him a follow-up question today because last night Hamadou Diallo only played six minutes. Now, uh, just as a quick preview for what Billy told me today, the Toronto Raptors feasted on the Thunder's defense in the paint, and it should make it should really surprise nobody because Steven Adams left the game with a uh, right knee contusion. Uh, we did see him walking around today at, at practice. He was in street clothes in the back. I mean, that's nothing nothing uncommon. He, he didn't have a brace or anything on. He wasn't walking with a limp. But knowing how this team deals with contusions, uh, I'd be a little surprised if he plays. Friday night, Billy Donovan said that he would be reevaluated tomorrow. The same with Nerlens Noel, who... We did actually see running some uh, drills uh, at the free throw line, uh, post-ups. He looked fine, but he did look fine pregame last night as last night as well. So I don't know how much stock we put into it. Billy Dovin also said that he would be reevaluated tomorrow, and we'll know more prior to tip-off. And then Abdul Nader remains in a boot, in a walking boot, and Billy Dovin did not have an idea as to how long he would be able to wear that. Uh, So there's your injury update for the Locked On Thunder podcast. But yeah, let's jump right into my questions about Hamadou Diallo uh, last night. Basically, my first question, I mainly asked about Hamadou Diallo playing at a certain level at the beginning of the year, then he gets hurt, and then he comes back, and he hasn't really reached that level, and if there was anything that he's noticed that concerns him about Hamadou Diallo's play. I thought the first game he came back, he played really, really well. You know, he has not, you know, finished at the basket like he normally has. Um, I think that happens sometimes with guys where the excitement, and the energy kind of coming back in and they get this burst and, you know, they, they do some really good things. And he was really, really good when he first came back. Certainly we know, you know, I think based on before the injury happened to his elbow that he was playing at a really, really good level. You know, we need to help him get back to that level. But I would say right now he's probably not played at the level he did beforehand. But I'm not necessarily worried about that as much as I think as the time goes on and he can hopefully knock on wood, stay healthy that he'll get back to that point. But the biggest thing I think has been for him is he hasn't finished, you know, around the basket like he normally has, you know, on drives and finishes. And then my second question kind of dealt with with the amount of time that Hamadou Diallo missed. He missed he missed four and a half weeks. That's enough time for the other guys that have to step up into new roles to kind of get more comfortable and then the other guys, the starters, to get comfortable around those roles. So then Hamadou Diallo is kind of coming into a new situation. And I asked Billy if that's affected Hami in his return from injury. No, because, I mean, when he first came back, you know, there's been some games we've played nine players, there's been some games we've played ten. The players that played, you know, when we had some injuries and some guys were missing, you know, Nader started some games, he came off the bench with some games he did not play. So Hami pretty much came right back into the same role. His role has not changed at all. And the other players around him necessarily haven't changed that at all for him. So this is not a situation where, you know, he's – playing limited minutes he's not getting in as much I mean it's not that at all we've kind of taken him right when he was cleared to play and got him right back in because I think he's important to our team and important for us to have him get back to the level he was at before the injury and then finally I asked Billy if there's still any discomfort uh, with the hyperextended elbow Hamadou Diallo suffered if that's maybe affecting his level of play I'm sure he's dealing with getting back I don't think there's anything with his elbow that's causing him any issues or problems I don't think that's a problem at all I'm sure there's maybe at times discomfort for him. I'm not going to say he's like totally pain-free, but most of these guys this time of year are always dealing with something. But there's nothing that's in the way of, of him at all, I think, physically to be able to get back to work. 
And before we get to my follow-up question from today's practice with Billy Donovan about how to do DL, I wanted to talk to you guys about my bookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, the NBA, and the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try Parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Just use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back, everybody, to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, here's my follow-up question today at practice to Billy Donovan about Hamadou Diallo's six minutes that he played in last night's loss to the Toronto Raptors. I, I wasn't in post-game last night, so I'm sorry if you got to ask. But, um, I asked you about Hami a few times pre-game. Yeah, yeah. played yep. six minutes last yep. night. I mean, was there any particular reason just to feel, or was he feeling uncomfortable? Well, you know, Steven kind of went out. Our rotations got a little bit a little bit different. Um, and you're probably saying, what does Steven have to do with Hami? And it's a good question. But we ended up trying to go with a little bit more size. I played Baisley and Gallo a little bit together. There was a couple times we had some teams out there, groups out there that were playing well, that maybe were in Hami's rotation, and I didn't put him back in. But as I said before, the game, I got a lot of confidence in him. Uh, he'll continue to get better. Uh, you know, it was a game where we got down. I kind of went to playing Dennis and Chris and Gallo and Mike uh, with Shea out there, you know, maybe more minutes than we had. Um, at times I was trying to find different combinations of players. I felt like we needed to score some, and I thought we turned the ball over a lot in the first half and was trying to, you know, create some situations where maybe there was more space to drive. And not to say that was all Hami because it wasn't. It was just trying to find different combination of players to go to. And again, it makes sense because of how the Raptors were attacking them. And yes, when you don't have two centers and you have to play guys like Mike Muscala and Justin Patton, that's going to affect your rotations. But Hamadou Diallo was a very integral piece to this team early on. He was their de facto sixth man, and I say that because Dennis Schroeder plays starter minutes, even though he's technically the sixth man on this team. Dennis Schroeder's just an extended starter. Hamadou Diallo, when you think of sixth man, you think of a guy like Hamadou Diallo, an energy, energy guy off the bench. He can do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he can defend well enough. He's an athlete. All those things, and so in my opinion, I don't know. I don't know the pulse of the fan base, and I know how many DL is kind of low on the totem pole, and I might be focusing on something that doesn't really matter. But it it does concern me a little bit how Hami hasn't really been able to return to a form that we saw over the first month and a half of the season. Uh, this was a guy that came in with clear flaws. Not a very good shooter. Has a hitch in his jumper not even a good free throw shooter, and a questionable defender. And then he gets into the season and at least answers a question about him being a questionable defender because 
Uh, while he's not anywhere near a Terrence Ferguson on-ball guy, and he can't really uh, he can't really run through screens just yet, the talent is there, the want to is there, the desire is there. That's all Hami talks about when we talk to him. He just wants to defend. But even having said that, the guy made strides over the over the offseason, over the summer, and really impressed me with some of the assignments that Billy Donovan had him take on earlier in the year, and really came away like I came away with. If I had to grade him with flying colors until he got hurt. And then even offensively, he provided a scoring punch for the Thunder off the bench. A consistent 10-point guy off the bench prior to him getting hurt. He's just extremely confident. And it's it's that's one of the differences between he and Terrence Ferguson. Terrence Ferguson, when he goes to the basket, it's, it's an adventure. When he puts the ball on the floor, it's an adventure. Terrence Ferguson is mainly just a spot-up shooting guy. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you compare his ceiling to a guy like Hamidou Diallo's, who's a lot more confident when attacking the rim, who's a lot more confident and sure of himself around the rim and putting the ball on the floor, it concerns me that over the last few weeks, he just hasn't been able to return back to form that we saw earlier in the year. So uh, it's just something I've been keeping an eye on, and I hope to see Hamidou ball out at some point. He's, he's easy to root for. He's fun to watch. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And then, of course, tomorrow night, the Thunder will take on the Miami Heat for the first night of back-to-back, a home back-to-back, which is pretty rare in the NBA. The Thunder have lost two home games in a row, uh, two disappointing losses, and, and disappointing in different ways. I mean, we've talked about the Lakers game at nauseum, but the Raptors last night, Again, hitting miracle shots is frustrating when you play good defense and then basically somebody, I I can't get the Norman Powell shot out of my mind. The Thunder played exceptional defense and they've just forced Norman Powell to just throw up a prayer shot from about 35 feet and it just sank in so, so beautifully, so beautifully. And that, that would, that would demoralize almost any team, but but the thunder just kept coming. They didn't hate. Nobody hung their head. Nobody put their arms down. They just got back to work. And it goes back to this confidence that Chris Paul has that he told us today at practice in that it's never over. And he admitted, he's like, yeah, that sounds cliche. But then he used the example of uh, him and Shea watching uh, games on, on league pass. And he pointed out a game. He did. He couldn't remember what the teams were, uh, but one team had a 22 point lead. And then they left for about two minutes and they came back and it was down to six. And he just says that's that just happens in the NBA. So even if you're down 25, 20, 18, 15, you never, ever give up. And this team has personified that no-quit attitude and become one of the more clutch teams in the league and an entertaining team to watch because, um, re- I mean, rest assured, they're down 30 last night. I still didn't really think that this was going to be a blowout the rest of the way. This team's only been blown out twice and only in only put out the bad performance one other time. So that's just who the Thunder are this year. And all right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, Tomorrow you'll hear audio from Chris Paul and Billy Donovan about the Miami Heats, who in a lot of ways, they're, they're, they're eerily similar to the Thunder. They've got experienced vets, all-star level vets. I mean, Jimmy Butler's probably more of an all-star than any Thunder player on this team as it, 
um, as it stands currently. And then when you throw in the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference, and I know that's not necessarily how they do the All-Star game anymore, but the reserves, uh, I would assume if Jimmy Butler is an All-Star, he would probably be a reserve. But I haven't paid that much attention to Eastern Conference basketball, so what the hell do I know? But they have their experienced vets. They've got a good coach. They've got a good system. They're a defensive-minded team. They also have a very good core of young players that they're relying on to play uh, big boy roles, uh, extended roles. And they've shined with flying colors. And fortunately for the Heat, they do play in the Eastern Conference, which is, you know, it's come a long way from the uh, Cleveland Cavalier LeBron James years where it was just a cakewalk for LeBron into the finals every single year. It's come a long way, but it's still not a gauntlet like the Western Conference, where even teams that are below 500, scratching, clawing for the eight seed, those teams are just littered with talent. And then you've got teams like the Detroit Pistons that are either the eight seed, the seven seed, or just fighting for the eight seed that are just no. I mean, yeah, Andre Drummond can do something, but I mean, there's just no hope there. Um, but you know, the Thunder and the Heat, it's it's going to be a good test for this team. The Thunder need to win again and defend home court. Uh, good teams do that. Good teams uh, bounce back from disappointing losses. So I expect a very, very fun game Friday night in the peak, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow. We'll talk more about Portland for Saturday night since we won't have a podcast that day, obviously. Uh, but we'll have fun with it, everybody. Y'all have a good rest of your Thursday. Be safe, and I'll see you on Friday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.